balance, keep it a beam. Know they be mad, I be on the scene. Ask too fat, can't fit in a jean. Use my stitch, but it's not what I see. I got that ready, I'm keeping it clean. Fucking with niggas that's toting a beam. Saying you love me, but what do you need? That's right, that's right. That matches the energy of the uh, of the podcast. Nintendo gonna sue somebody. Well, it was kind of all over it. the place, you know. I replayed it. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> We're gonna get. I think so. Get a copyright notice if anyone ever listens to it. Fuck Nintendo, dude. Fuck them. They fuck they don't Nintendo. have any money for lawyers or nothing. I mean, <laughs> they do, but fuck, <laughs> you can have money for lawyers and still be shitty. <laughs> Best thing to ever happen to this fucking podcast would be if somebody sued us. <laughs> fucking kidding me. You could, no, we we could milk that for months. Yeah, we, <laughs> right. Content for months. Yeah, here's and, the update on the new lawsuit. Right. Uh, had to sell the house. <laughs> spoiler alert, none of us own a house. <laughs> Get wrecked, <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, I got nothing to take. Did you guys happen to see, I, I may have sent it over, uh, KFC, <clears throat> Kentucky Fried Chicken, sent out an alert on their mobile app uh, telling people that in uh, overseas Germany, I believe specifically. Uh, yes, Germany. Today was the memorial of Kristallnacht and that they should celebrate by getting some fried chicken. Um, I saw that on Twitter, but uh, yeah. I didn't read about it. That's what happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> and uh, for those that you don't know, Kristallnacht, uh, translates to uh, Night of Broken Glass. And it was during World War II. Um, it was... Uh, kind of the, one of the things that kicked it off. Yeah. Um, I believe it was German... Uh, ah, bugs. Um, lots of bombings. Lots of death. Um, it was the night that the SS and all of... Uh, well, all of Hitler's men decided to go out into the streets and start harassing Jews, Correct. burning their shops, the whole nine yards. That's why it was called the Night of Broken Glass, because they would go through, break windows, set stores on fire, the whole nine yards. Right. So Kentucky Fried Chicken believes that you should celebrate the memorial of that with some tasty fried chicken. So way to fucking go uh kentucky fried chicken marketing department which is probably made up of a bunch of fucking millennials who don't even know what world war ii is uh let alone <laughs> crystal knot right um it's just a reminder that <clears throat> people are forgetting their history or the history or just fucking history in general i guess i don't know um but yeah, that that caught me off guard when it ran through my news feed. I was like, oh, okay. I'm just waiting for Wendy's to come out with their 9-11 promo. <laughs> Wouldn't it? I, I would think that Burger King would actually be a better choice for that. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Seems, Flame broil. That's it. Yep. <clears throat> Glad you said it, not me. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> oh yeah Whopper juniors can't melt steel beams <laughs> no but they can melt your asshole the new truther combo uh <laughs> it's a large fry and a drink 
Did you not see that, Doug, when I sent it to you earlier about Mick Gordon? Yeah, I'd seen that. I was looking yeah. for it again, but it was a it was a different one than that one. Yeah, same. Yeah, uh, Mick Gordon. Mick Gordon is God, and he's really the only reason that I played any of the new Doom games because, in and of themselves, let's be realistic, they're just your average first person shooter. You know, like there's nothing particularly exciting about them. Um, but the Except soundtrack that shit comes at you from 360 degrees, like all the time. You can't camp like a lot no, of other no, no. But again, I think a lot of games have that that kind of mechanic. For me, it was the vibe of the game, um, and th- it was definitely the soundtrack. Um, was it Doom Eternal that had forget which one had BFG and. Uh, Oh no, that was Doom twenty sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that just fucking took the prize for me, man. Yeah, that the was soundtrack. a good one. Yeah, it's it's rare that I can listen to video game soundtracks just as a soundtrack. You know, yeah, you gotta Do have someone listen. rapping over it. You gotta have uh, some <laughs> trap trap drums. Some on trap it. drums. Yeah. Yeah. Don't listen to it and drive. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> 130 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> You'll get one of them, all the speeding tickets. One of them was actually on uh, one of the playlists that I listened to on the bike for that very reason. I'd get up in the, in the mountains and that would come on. It was like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> don't listen to it. that with somebody on the back of your bike no no i wouldn't do that how many glory kills were you doing uh, <laughs> up in the mountains <laughs> in my head all over the place jump man. off the bu- jump off the bike rip off a deer's skull <laughs> run your gun through the skull through shoot the skull it. power up <laughs> I, yeah so i was um yeah i hate to see that uh I hate to see all the drama between the uh, between the maker of Doom and Gordon, but um, just based on what I've read, I kind of feel like Gordon's in the right on this one. So, but yeah, you know, but he, it's a company; they have to have things done faster than they can actually be done, right? Because someone blew someone else and said, you know, we'll definitely have this done, you know, this soon. In the we world, didn't even, we didn't we didn't even ask anybody if it could be done that <laughs> they fast. can actually that actually build the widgets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the world of next Tuesday, yeah, yeah right. it'll all be done next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Got to wait till next Tuesday, and we'll be fine. The game so. industry has gone from this punk underground thing to this huge corporate bullshit, and it's making everything worse. I I would agree. Um, I, I mean. But there's again, it goes. I've had this com well, not this conversation, but talking about conspiracies and um, all this big next level shit. And I told him, I said, I I think most people that that believe in that kind of stuff really are just overestimating the human race. And I think it really all boils down to greed. And money. Um, if there's an obscene amount of money to be made in with something, people are going to exploit it, you know. And 
the internet, advertising, video games. I mean, think about the video game industry and the amount of money that it makes. Um, so these big companies start, you know, they want their piece of it. So they buy up these little indie game makers and, and say, oh, no, 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 we can make this better by introducing a lot of stress and deadlines. That's, <laughs> that's how business gets done. Hey, hey, diamonds are formed under pressure. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, so are heart attacks. Um, yeah, you've still got that <laughs> hardcore element in a lot of businesses that, you know, they still want motherfuckers to wear shirt, tie, you know, a lot of that crap changed during the pandemic, but it's like, you know, you know, I, I, I was going to complete this on time, but you know, these blue jeans were holding yeah. me back from yeah. getting this work done. Are you if, fucking shitting me? If I would have, if I would have wore a tie to work, um, I would have taken my job more seriously. The, uh, the paycheck and the bills that I have in, in eating, you know, food that doesn't come from a dumpster. No, no, that isn't what motivates me. It's this tie that I had to buy and wear to work every day. Um, it's these Excel spreadsheets and ridiculous deadlines that you give me so that you can whip your dick out and say, look at this. We got something that should have taken six months. We got it done in six weeks, you know, and uh, I say that things must, um, it, it, to me, it makes no sense, right? It makes no sense to, to deliver something half-assed, but do it quicker than everybody else. But apparently that seems to be the way business works because that's how a lot of companies do it. That's how a lot of people do it. So it, yeah, and then you could just patch it later. Right. I mean, but how many games have we seen that have come out and been trash and I don't go back after they patch them usually. <laughs> like I gave no, you sixty dollars and this game sucks ass. It's I broken. Sixty dollars to beta test your fucking yeah. game. I'm what good. I think Doug and I I think it was um Gears of War five. I think it was the last one. And uh Doug bought it. Doug's a big Gears of War fan and he kind of got me into it. So it released and he bought it for himself and for me. So the night that it released, we're all excited, you know, we're downloading it and installing it and it was trash. The, the, the servers for online play absolutely could not handle the amount of traffic. And it was like, guys, you knew how many copies you sold. <laughs> I mean, you track that you, you could have scaled out your network to, to handle that. I think we waited, God, like a week before we played online because you just couldn't, you couldn't get online. And I just feel yeah. like, again, for a $60 game, that's, that's amateur hour right there, man. And that's yeah, a Microsoft that's release. I mean, that's the not same even type a of shit happened with uh, Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. It launched and there was like no content to play. There were like a handful of maps there was no forge. There was no way to like customize your character or anything. And it's like, <clears throat> shit, when did that come out? Like last year, I think it's, it's coming up on being out for a year. Mm -hmm. And like, they're just now adding like forge support so people could make their own like game modes and stuff. But Hey, Which, they, 
Halo has had forever. But they met a deadline, right? And the goddamn it, <laughs> the shop works. <laughs> For you to go you in and spend real money. You can definitely <laughs> give them your money. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. I'd like to think that as we get as younger folks get into some of these roles that we'll see some change in the way business is done. Um, but again, money talks, you know? Um, yeah. You never outgrow uh, money. <laughs> no. Um, and you never, you don't really outgrow greed either. You know, yeah. it's um, I think it just, if anything, it grows, it makes it, things get worse as time goes on. Um, and that is a shame, but I mean, everyone, everyone wants to do well and everyone wants to be financially stable and secure, but I don't have the ability. I, I will never be rich unless I like win the lottery or a lawsuit. Um, because the fact is, is I can't fuck people over, right? There are plenty of people that I would love to hear this so that they could be like, whatever, you fucked me over. It's like, no, you were a dick and I put you in your place. There is a difference. Um, I can't fuck people over for money. I just, I don't, I don't have it in me. Um, so I figure I, I will never be wealthy and hopefully I'll be able to at least, um, do something decent in my life, but <clears throat> my my goal these days is to buy some property. Um, I remember we were having a conversation, Adam, and you said, you know, the thing about land is that it's finite, you know, and you can't make more of it. So I feel yeah, like it's only going to appreciate. Yeah, I mean, I joke and say unless they put like a nuclear waste dump next to wherever I buy um, and I'm looking outside, you know up in the mountains and people keep asking me, are you going to drive to work every day? You know, no, I'm just going to buy it and kind of sit on it and, uh, camp on it, whatever. Um, maybe do a little homestead, but I feel like if in five years or something, I wanted to do something different, I could sell the property and you put money in banks and truth is you just don't know what's going to happen to it. You know, um, interest rates come and go and, fucking banks crash and um i mean nowadays <laughs> it's all just pretty numbers you know what i mean and um, it doesn't even all exist as physical money right right just created out of thin air i was uh i was watching a tiktok the other night and it was this dude he went in and was trying to get cash out of the bank and he was asking for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. And the bank's like, we can get that for you, ironically, next Tuesday. And uh, the dude's like, I want my money right now. you know. And the fact is the bank literally did not have $120,000, quote unquote, extra, right? I mean, they had operating money, but they didn't have $120,000 to just give this guy. And it was going to take the – the guy just says next Tuesday, but I didn't see when it was recorded. But – that's so stupid. You figure it was at least four or five days, right? Yeah. So again, I don't know. Banks are banks are. They funny. have almost none of your money because they just hand it out. Because mm -hmm. they're they they loan it out. That's I was just getting ready to money. say every time, right? They loan. 
And again, it's <clears throat> nowadays it's all numbers on paper. You know, um, I've I've talked before about when I waited tables, I made very good money. I mean, I had friends that were in construction, um, electrical to be specific, and he would kind of tease me and be like, "How is it that you know I have to have roommates and shit, and you have your own apartment, and a car?" You know, he's like, "I climb ladders and I'm out in the cold pulling Romex and all this stuff." He's like. And you wear an apron. I was like, well, yeah, you know, what I never really told him was, is that I got paid in cash primarily because it was before debit cards really got super popular. And, um, nowadays with debit cards, I just, I can't imagine that servers make the same kind of money that I did 20 years ago. You know, I just, I find it hard to believe. Um, I'm not stating that I didn't pay taxes, but I am stating that as far as the federal government knew, I lived on about $300 a year, um, give or take, which I did legitimately, <clears throat> legally. Um, so it just, I don't know, it, it, the more I think about it, the funnier it is when people start to kind of shit on crypto. It's like, well... In the grand scheme of things, crypto is just as valuable as quote unquote money nowadays, you know? Yeah, there's just no regulation. So it's all the stuff that a bank does with no accountability. Because <laughs> one of the big exchanges just literally shut down and took everyone's coins and left. Yeah, that is true. And guess what? Guess what recourse everyone has? None. <laughs> Dick. It yeah. was such a big exchange that when they shut down and took everyone's coins, it crashed the price of Bitcoin. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's called FTX. Uh-huh. Yeah, they just shut down, I think, the other day. And uh, they're like, yep, can't keep it up anymore. Don't have enough operating costs. Bye. And then just shut everyone's wallet down because they owned all the wallets. Uh, so They yeah, own the it's, wallets. It's not and... really. Yeah, it's not your wallet when you store it with. Like Coinbase or someone else, they actually it's it's just theirs, and Got then you it. have access to it. Yeah, gotcha. Holy shit! So they could cash all that out and just walk away, and yeah, uh, there's no that can and has been done on more than one occasion. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the other one? Quadriga. Well, that you guy... got the yeah the dude that uh, faked his death in yeah. uh, India. I think that was Quadriga. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, you know, that was that was the security was that it was all controlled by one guy. And then one guy saw the value of his own fund get to approximately 300 million. And yep. then he just, you know what, I'm going to go help the kids in India and uh, I'll be back. You guys uh, just totally chill here for a bit. <laughs> and, then he, and, and then he gets to India and. Uh, it, in a town known, like uh, you know, it's it, you know, if if you want prostitutes in America, you go to Vegas. If uh, you want to fake your own death, you go to the place in India that he went to. <laughs> yeah, and no one else had his password or codes or anything. So, uh huh. And then yeah. it just all just mysteriously disappeared. And yeah. there's been. Uh, hell, there have been a few people in the U.S. that were running crypto funds 
and just shut the thing down, cashed it out. They've caught a few of them, but you know, it's, and the whole thing about cryptocurrency to begin with is it's just a system based on trust. And, you know, we all agree that this thing is worth this much money. And as soon as there's anything that shakes the confidence in that, it goes up or down dramatically because there is nothing to really back it. Yeah, it's all speculation. There's nothing. I mean, it's just like the dollar, though, right? Like there's nothing backing the dollar. Not anymore. I mean, there was a time when it was gold, but that's right. not yeah. the case but, anymore. Well, it's 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 still backed by the U.S. government and international commodities are traded in dollars. And that's one of the things that works to our benefit and to our disadvantage when the dollar goes high or low, uh, you know, versus other currencies. Uh, it's, it's, it's good when the dollar goes high, it's good for us to buy foreign goods because that means your money is worth more. But if you're a company that's trying to sell widgets to Brazil and they can't afford as many of them, uh, then it starts to cause problems. The old Brazilian widget. Yep. Brazilian widget lift. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had to look that up one day. Is it the Brazilian butt lift, BBL? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the Brazilian butt lift. That shit freaks me out, man. I just don't know. My, uh, I don't, it's so aggressive. Like some of that shit is just so aggressive. Yeah. Plastic surgery in general. Um, my ex did, uh, the, what do they do? They, uh, they pull fat out of your fat cells out of your thighs and they put it into your boobs and that's considered pretty mild. And like the bruising and shit that she had was like, <laughs> you yeah, know, the recovery is oh, really man. long on that shit. You know, I uh, just, I don't know. And then ironically, what's, what's interesting is that your fat cells kind of know where they belong And over time, the fat that they put in her boobs reduced a little bit, like not, not like pre-surgery total waste or anything, but it was interesting to see. And then, and they told, uh, they told us that, um, that might happen, you know, but as many women will, a lot of women will tell you when they lose weight, usually the first place that they lose it is their boobs. Right. And then they keep it in the places they don't necessarily want it, which I think is just a cruel fucking trick of nature. Um, <laughs> that's why I don't mind me a thick woman, dude. I don't, I've, I've never been opposed to a thick woman. Um, women, in my opinion, are supposed to be a little thick genetics. Um, I would agree. Right. If I want to fuck a 12 year old boy, you know, I mean, I don't. Not even, that's good. That's good too. I mean, uh, I don't. I just explicitly state. Explicitly state. <laughs> I do not want to have sex with an underaged boy. That's. I might need to check for your name on the Epstein flight logs. I mean, I've no. I know. Overstating this. I You're overstating. <laughs> me, me doth think you protesteth too much, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I don't never... think he had enough money to get on that fucking flight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
So the bet, Adam, I don't know if you're hearing it or not, but um, every now and again, Doug has a little bit of lag or, or like something. Uh, uh, it's auto tune. It's, it's what it sounds like, doesn't it? He's and yeah. it's, it's hitting at the best times. So T-Pain has joined the uh, podcast. He said something earlier and it, and it drug out perfectly, but that time was on the word fuck and it was just perfection. So we were I having, want to know if he's about to buy us a drink. A drink. <laughs> some some purple drink. <laughs> um, I don't think I can name it that, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can name it. We'll get shadow banned everywhere if I name it that. I think so, yeah. Too broke to pedo. <laughs> is that like Geppetto? So, it would be it would be hilarious. Too broke to pedo. Too broke to pedo. Sounds like your rap album. So <laughs> But you'd have to make both it's twos. Like, I ain't R. Kelly. I ain't got this on fourteen year old money. You got yeah, you gotta have the number two. Yeah, like both, both twos have to be the, the number two. So it's too broke, too pedo. So and yeah, then someone like aggressively staring at the camera for the cover <laughs> with our arms crossed. Too broke to pedo. <laughs> you know, all I'm saying is if you're going to uh, be a pedophile and urinate on people, it helps if you're rich enough to pay them to shut the fuck up. Yeah, but that's how you end up, I think that's how you end up getting strangled in your jail cell, though. Paying kids to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. I just allegedly record is that. <laughs> yeah, we'll name we'll name it that. We'll name it. Epstein did not kill, kill himself. himself, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be much less controversial. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine if we just put that. <laughs> Epstein, no kill himself. I'll just figure out how to say it in emojis and put that down <laughs> as the title. Could do it in binary, maybe. It'll be like a police officer and then a man and then a jail and then a knife. Like a... <laughs> no, it, it would be like a if there's a kid emoji, it would be a kid emoji, an eggplant, the the spray thing, and then like if they've got like bars for jail. And then, you know, like a skull and crossbones. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jesus, <spray>. Doug. <laughs> yeah, I actually know exactly what he said. The, the water, like the three water yeah. drops spraying out to the right. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It's yeah. just, it was very, uh, very detailed, I guess. So, <laughs> Moving on, uh, I see, Doug, you posted something about the Uncanny Valley. What, what, what were you hoping that that would spark that's where i used to live the uncanny uh, valley no i yeah, was it's just, right it's right beneath hollywood you got to talking about plastic surgery and then mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that you know they you get their face lifted in the whole nine yards especially oh, yeah. as they get older and yeah get boob jobs and butt jobs in the whole nine yards and boob jobs and butt jobs and all that you know that that plays but to me and for people that don't know what the uncanny valley is if you're making a representation of a person, if it's up to about 90 to 93% lifelike, people can accept it and don't have a problem with it. The problem is once you get past that like 93, 94%, 
those images become disturbing to the human eye up until you hit about 100%. And what's weird is when some, for me, when someone hits a certain level of cosmetic surgery, they land themselves right in that uncanny valley. Yeah, you, you see Uncanny Valley is used a lot with like androids when they make um, robots and androids try to look human. And uh, though some of them hit a point where, like Doug said, if they don't look human at all or if it's just, you know, whatever, then people are like, okay, I can handle that. And then, but there's a point there that they hit where, yeah, humans become uncomfortable with what it looks like. Um, like I said, I think you, I've, I've seen that in a couple of uh, <clears throat> articles talking about different androids and robots and people's reactions to them. Um, and if people wonder what I'm talking about, look at any of the, you know, the, the real housewife type shows <laughs> and, you know, and you, you get some of the ladies that they get in their fifties and, you know, they, they, you they want to look young again, and then they start having plastic surgery. They get this done, that done, the other thing. And then they start getting injections and stuff done to their face and implants. And when you start putting shit in, I'm just like, I'm okay up until you start putting shit in your face. And, yeah, like the cheekbones, you know, fake cheekbones and shit like that. Right. I, you know, and like Botox and all that stuff that, you know, that's if people are just doing Botox and it eliminates lines. I get that, uh, you know, it's cool, but uh, when you start trying to look like some sort of weird 50-year-old bimbo doll, it just, mm-hmm. you know, hey, it, hey. it makes me want to run the <laughs> other way. You just, hey. uh, you just called out uh, his, uh, his web browser. I want to run the same way. <laughs> it makes me want to run the same way. You go right ahead. <laughs> don't be hating on my, don't be hating on my women. On that un... Uh, uncanny pussy yeah well i mean <laughs> hey i'll you know it's like i i, I would sleep with uh, there are plenty 50 year old women that i would sleep with but i guarantee you if something came uh, came out that looked like it was some sort of weird thing out of a fucking sci-fi movie uh as far as face wise uh i'm i'm not in definitely not in wonder, no. No, no, wonder no, no, if no. they do like labia implants or something, or like a, a labia lift. I bet um, they do labia reduction. That's kind of what, did. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, where like I think trim they do them that. Off, yeah, they know? do. Uh, there's lots of people, uh, lots of ladies that get into porn that have that done. So it's more appealing to the camera. See, I saw a porn the other day where the whole, this chick's whole shtick was that she had like these three or four inch long labia lips and it was it was interesting yeah it was it was interesting my thought was my first thought when i saw it was what does she look like in a pair of yoga pants because like you'd have to tuck or adjust that like guys do with their dicks you know you're not just you're not just throwing that down in a pair of lycra and some lycra and thinking that nobody's gonna notice it but uh yeah it was really interesting yeah I'd never seen anything quite like that before. That was her shtick, huh? That was her shtick. Yeah, that was her thing. Interesting. Like, all of the, uh, all of the, you know, descriptions were like, 
check out her massive pussy and shit like that. And I was like, huh, <laughs> that's interesting. She's hung. Yeah, pretty much, right? Her, ma- her massive throbbing pussy. Massive throbbing labia. Um, and then I've seen, there's a woman that uh, I've seen pop up a few times where she's pierced like crazy nipples and just everything in her uh, lips. The ones below her hips are, um, they've got like 20 or 30 rings in both sides. Um, I feel like having sex would be very difficult in that situation. So I don't know. Yeah, For I the don't, guy, I, don't I think know about be that. uncomfortable too, you know, but again, I'm a dude and if I'm horny and drinking and she's all like, stop, and I'm like, stop. Then, you know, she, you just got to dodge the obstacles. Yeah. Fucking booby traps. Fucking takes her underwear off, and it sounds like some wind chimes going off. But... <laughs> oh, there's a breeze in here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, those must be crotchless because I haven't gotten her naked yet. So yeah, it was kind of interesting. So I, uh, I like to think of myself as a bit of a porn connoisseur, and by that I mean that I've watched too much porn and. Now it takes really obscure shit to interest me, but no, no, no. You're a connoisseur. You're, you're, <laughs> you're what, researching uh, for, for the rest of us. That's what I like to go with. I like to go with connoisseur. Like, I don't like that basic shit, you know, uh, sucky, fucky, whatever, boring, you know, and they come out with a fucking egg beater and some satin rope and a penguin. And I'm like, all right, you've got my interest. You got about three all minutes. Right, all right. <laughs> you got three minutes. Make me hard. So beyond that, uh, I just kind of get bored. So I want you to compile the best of the best for me, since you're the connoisseur. <laughs> I want a mixtape. The connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's mega mix. That's uh, that's what I'm going to go by now. It's going to be my screen name, the connoisseur. The connoisseur. Oh, what are you connoisseur of? Like fine wine? No, 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 no. I just beat off a lot. <laughs> Mostly just disturbing pornographic images. Uh, uh, <laughs> you want to see my website? DanAdams.onion. <laughs> onion. <sighs> This is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, you gotta make sure. Yeah, this isn't this isn't built for the clear web. We can't be <laughs> passing this over the unencrypted airwaves. <laughs> the clear web. Ah, uh, that's gross. It's funny, but it's gross. There's nothing wrong with porn. I actually went to a uh, strip club last week, last Friday. Yeah, went to uh, Shotgun Willie's here in. Um, Denver. It's, Did you uh, get stabbed? I know. Was I supposed to? Is that part of the no, experience? I, just, I mean, someone got stabbed there like last year, I thought. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, there's some altercation between a bouncer and some drunk dude. Mm, I gotcha. think the drunk dude came back in with like a knife and stabbed some people. Ah, Jesus. No, <laughs> but I figure that shit can fucking happen anywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, it was uh no, it was fun. It's it's a little pricey, but I think that's how they keep it kind of upscale because it was, it was clean. Um, the chicks were cute, had great boobs. I'd say the girls were all around early twenties and the boobs were probably two to four. 
So um, they were they were young boobs, <laughs> bolt-ons. So, but uh, oh, thank you, Doug. Yeah. I will make that the uh, mm-hmm. child, all the judge. Child eggplant water police judge skull. That's uh, that's Doug's. That's Doug's new online. Uh, His online new handle. Name. Yeah. Child eggplant water police judge skull. So watched uh, um, Idiocracy the other night. Um, I was telling you guys, I've, I've been dating somebody and she's a little bit younger than me. Um, actually a lot more younger than me. But anyway. And so as, you are on the flight logs, <laughs> not quite that young. So, oh, oh. yeah, that one didn't work out. Um, so uh, there's she's a millennial, so there's a generation gap thing there. And, um, there are some movies she has not seen that, and, and it concerns me the movies that she hasn't seen. So, we were talking about They Live because she's she's got she's big into conspiracy theories and, uh, I said, I made a comment like from they live. I think it was the, Oh, uh, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. And she just kind of stared at me and I was like, you, you haven't seen they live. Wait, is that from they live? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the, I've heard it before, but I haven't seen it. Well, I mean, it it may, yeah, it may predate they live. I'm not sure, but it's a, uh, it's a, a big line in there. And then, uh, I tried to relate it to something, you know, millennial-ish. So uh, there is there is an episode of South Park where Timmy and Jimmy um, replay the fight scene from They Live in its entirety. And if I remember correctly, the fight scene in They Live is either the longest or like one of the longest fight scenes in a movie. And it's it's Rowdy Rowdy Piper and uh, Keith David, I think, and they just fucking go at it like <laughs> in an alley for fucking a good six straight minutes or something. Jesus and, Christ! Uh, Timmy and Jimmy uh, replayed in the one where Jimmy is on steroids, because um, that's got one of my favorite lines of of South Park in it ever. And it's Jimmy saying, uh, he says, don't uh, lecture me on the complexities of sportsmanship, Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I don't know why, but that cracked me the fuck up when I first saw it. Um, I just remember Cartman screaming, cripple fight! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, that's the one. I love that episode, and now I'm going to have to go find it. Um, I remember the episode, I just said. I didn't get the reference because I, right. I haven't seen it. Right. And it's, I, I actually did not get the reference either until a few weeks after the episode aired. And then they were talking about it. Stone and Parker were, you know, they, and then they put them side by side and it was like, Jesus Christ, they really did. <laughs> didn't they? Like that's phenomenal. The um, mad lads really did it. They really did. So yeah, they live, uh, and then we had to watch Idiocracy. That was funny because she kept uh, she kept looking at me and saying, "This is painful to watch." <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's kind of the point, actually. It, it should be, um, but yeah. Now we got to do like um, Walk Hard, uh, the Dewey Cox story, um, or some other ones. I was just thinking of the other day. I need to start writing them down. Um, 
so yeah, I just, you gotta, you gotta culture them, you know, if you can't, uh, if you can't find a good woman, raise one. So that's what they say. <laughs> I watched, uh, I watched an old, or I started watching an old Flash Gordon serial last night. So that Flash was fun. Serial? Yeah, it was like a 12 part thing. Huh. I I do like a stream with uh, these dudes and we watch uh, super movies. old shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's got to be public domain so we can stream. So it was the old black and white <laughs> Flash Gordon. I yeah, think Flash I know Gordon what you're, conquers the universe. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's so bad. The, <laughs> the, sp- the spaceship that he's in, mm-hmm. he's flying around in, is like a little tin can that they have on like a piece of fishing line. And you can see the fishing line. Yeah, yeah, they have like firecrackers stuff <laughs> into it to make it look like it's being propelled through the air. Hey, man, back in nineteen fucking thirty-eight <laughs> or whatever when that 40. came out, nineteen forty, yeah. that was uh, no. I, 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 I say we go anything in the twentieth century from this point forward is nineteen fucking nineteen fucking <laughs> just 19 just just fucking put the something. period right there. Nineteen <laughs> fucking meh, you know, nineteen fucking meh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was, I was thinking about that because I've been a sci-fi fan. I mean, as long as I can remember, I was drawn to it. And I have seen so much sci-fi. And I, as part of that, I have seen a ton of really shitty sci-fi. I've seen some great sci-fi. Some of the best sci-fi that I have seen has been low budget. Like the effects are eh, but the story is phenomenal. And I've watched some of that old stuff. Just some of that stuff kind of you're drawn to it. I don't know why, but like some of the old 1920s, 1930s movies, they're oddly compelling the way that they talked, like the way that actors talked in the old movies and stuff, that weird cadence that they had. Um, I think the women from the twenties and thirties, the way they did their hair and makeup and everything were gorgeous. Uh, But I have seen some of that sci-fi and uh, of course, to us, we're like, that's fucking ridiculous. But could you imagine <laughs> being a nine-year-old kid in 1930? I mean, with the world is kind of just basic as it was. And seeing that, I think your brain would suspend belief and, and just kind of go with it. Or it just would have been really fucking cool at, as a nine-year-old, ten-year-old watching something like that. You know, your, your fucking mind would be blown. Because if you think about it. 50 to 100 years from now, they're going to look at some of our special effects and be like, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, I look at our special effects and say whatever I, sometimes. I look at shit from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and I'm like, oof, cringe. You know? Well, even I mean, now, it's like they want to composite everything so much that everything just looks like a video game when you're trying to watch a movie. Yeah. And it's amazing what, uh, it's amazing what they will composite in, too. Like, I was watching a, a video on that stuff and they show this uh, scene and then they stop and they strip away all the uh, compositing and like the town was, it was like a helicopter flying over something. So you're getting an aerial view and the, the town was fake. The fucking half the trees were fake. It was like a park <laughs> that they do, you know, and, and they just like laid all this stuff. That's what's that I think is a, honestly a good use of compositing and CGI is when it's subtle like that, like a, like a town from a distance or something like that. Um, 
you can't even tell half the time. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of it's looking pretty, pretty video, pretty video gameish. I would have to agree with that. Um, it's like the the Avengers and all those movies. It's like it's just the actor standing in front of a green screen the entire movie. Yep, and, and they just composite mm-hmm. everything else. <laughs> they're standing in New York City, and it's not even New York City. It's fucking mm-hmm. composited in, right? It's fake. Um, yeah. And that's I was reading that a lot of actors will tell you that's actually the hardest type of acting to do because you literally are in front of a green screen looking up at a a blank green wall, you know, yelling, there it is, you know, and I could see that not having anybody to play off of would seems like it would be pretty tricky. There it is. And they're both looking in like opposite directions. (laughs) (laughs) Like a wandering eyeball. The weird part to me is it seems like science fiction as a genre is sort of on the decline now. Um, but, you know, traditionally, you know, looking back on it historically, anytime there were, you know, big changes coming along, new events, uh, people postulating new things, you know, the way that they sort of explored that was you had a science fiction writer that said, okay, well, let's take that concept and then let's put it, you know, 40, 50 years in the future. Mm-hmm. And this is the potential thing that could happen with blah, 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 yada, yada. You know, you've seen that through, you know, as far as like when computers really started to go mainstream in the eighties and nineties, you had Terminator come out, uh, you know, it, 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 there were all of these things and it seems like science fiction as a genre, it, it it's kind of, you know, it's still alive. It's still vibrant. It's just a lot less popular than what it used to be. Yeah, well, it it I don't know that it's that it's less popular than it used to be. I think that it just kind of there was a big explosion of it especially when we were kids in the 80s. You know, there was like a pop in the 50s cuz sci-fi, I mean, science fiction really got its roots when you think of like the the grandpas of of sci-fi, I think of the 50s. And then in the 80s, right, there was this big um resurgence of it um so it'll be curious to see i've always said that science fiction tells the future or has told the future you can go all the way back to jules verne right um writing about submarines in fucking 718 something i don't know i don't even remember when jules verne was around um but it was way before fucking submarines and um the um I feel like science fiction to some degree pushes people's imaginations. And and one of the things that I think of a lot is like iPads, right? Or, or tablets. And I think about all the old science fiction shows. The one that pops into my head immediately is Star Trek, the next generation. Um, they basically just had these acrylic uh, sheets with like an led on them or something. And, uh, uh, it was like, you know, they'd touch it, tap, 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 here you go. And they'd hand it back to the guy. Um, so I feel like somebody saw that and was like, oh my God, that would be so cool. And then as technology catches up, the ideas there, you know, um, that's just my, kind of my take on it. 
But again, I'm a... That's how we got cell phones, literally. Right. You know, they, people saw Star Trek communicators. Right. And in the 90s, it, it evolved into handheld flip phones. Right. And the people that designed that were specifically thinking about, this looks like some Star Trek shit. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> right. And that's, and again, I think you get those nerds that grew up on that and they think, man, that would be really cool. And then as they get older and smarter and technology catches up, they find ways of building the things that the sci-fi writers saw in their imagination. So Do you guys I, remember uh, playing games on your old Nokia phone, like Snake? So the the one that I remember the most was I had a BlackBerry and I went through this phase where I was flipping cell phones on eBay. I worked with this woman and her boyfriend worked for AT&T and I think I broke my phone or something and she's like, oh, my boyfriend has a, literally has a box of phones under the bed. She's like, I've been trying to get him to get rid of them. Uh, she said, I'll bring them in and you can you can have one. And I was like, oh, wow, I appreciate that. So she brings it in and she says, hey, my boyfriend said you can have all of them, do whatever with them. He, he just wants rid of them. And there were some high-end fucking phones at the time in this box. And one of them was a BlackBerry. And it's when Blackberries were cool. So, uh, and matter of fact, you had to add a BlackBerry package to your cell phone um, because of the data difference, or the difference in data that it could pull down. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but it had, uh, I think it was called like Brick Breaker or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just the, you, you, and it, it, since it had that scroll uh, wheel or as a chick on TikTok called it, a phone clit, um, you could, uh, you know, the ball would bounce and you'd have to hit it. And dude, I played that more than any fucking console I had. I don't know <laughs> what it was, but I would just sit there. Snake, I played, but not as much. But I do remember it on the old Nokia, uh, they call them um, soap bar phones or something. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't even that. a flip phone. It was just uh-uh. a straight up phone. Yeah, yeah. I play Snake all the time. Yeah, indestructible with the T9. Kids these days will never ever understand t9 predictive text yeah you could text going down the road not even look at your phone (laughs) that's what i would do kids i'd be driving down the road texting and i wouldn't even have to look at my phone to know what i just put in one hand baby it's the best (laughs) yeah i don't know about that i just sent uh i don't know it's been months ago Sent the ex her old, uh, I found her original iPhone and it was in mint fucking condition. I sent it to her because it had pictures and shit on it. And then this dude here recently sold a original iPhone in the box for like fucking 30 or $40,000. I was like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> just, just hit her up. Hey, can I have that back? Right. Actually? <laughs> I didn't, if somebody gave me a thousand dollars for it. I'd have been like, fuck yeah. So yeah. But yeah. I bought a uh, 30 pin to, a uh, USB-C connector or adapter so that I could charge it <clears throat> and it powered right on. I remember the password like most people, she's used the same fucking password forever. Got in found a bunch of pictures and I was like, ah, I'm going to send this to her. But uh, yeah, had I, uh, had I known that there was a market for them, I don't know if I would have been as, uh, as sweet and nice, but well, it, it probably, 
wasn't worth nearly as much being not in the box. No, that's my guess too. I mean, I've never looked up like original iPhones, but that's my guess is it was the fact that it was still in the original box. So, um, like if you want to get like a Nintendo 64 to play, yeah, you can find a pretty cheap one. But if you want one that's like in the box that you're never going to open as like a collector's item, it's worth like four times as much. That's kind of insane to me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I have considered, ooh, you know what? That reminds me. I need to check and see if they ever released uh, GoldenEye for the Switch. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So do some online slappers only. So, but. <laughs> Gold. I never played GoldenEye. Yes, you did. Everybody mm-hmm, played I played Gold. Perfect Dark. Mm, it's basically the same game, but. Really? Yeah, you never played Goldeneye? Really? Oh, man. Yeah, I never played Goldeneye. Well, if you like Perfect f- Dark, it was basically, the, it was the same engine. So Yeah, I heard it was basically the exact same game. Yeah, same engine, different different skins. So that was it. Um, I love Perfect Dark, too. That was a good game. Um, it got a little weird near the end. Yeah, it did, admittedly. It's like you have to get this alien named Elvis off of this planet. Mm-hmm. And bring them back. And for some reason, the U.S. Army is there. Oh, no, it was Area 51. That's it. Yeah, it was Area 51. 51 and get, yep. Elvis. get an alien out. Yeah. Yep. yep. I need to and find it's never some. explained why you were doing that. <laughs> yeah, they left it up to the user's imagination. <laughs> you got to get this alien out. And it's like, why? Because like, there's an alien in Area 51. Right, because you got to. That's why I just you have to get them out because you have to get them out. Because you got to. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find some decent uh, post-apocalyptic games from a Switch. I haven't used that fucking thing, I don't think, since I bought it. I've tinkered with it a little bit, but uh, that was a weird got, impulse uh, buy. I got Sonic Frontiers. I'm probably going to play that tonight. I know a few guys at work have gotten... Apocalyptic uh, Nintendo? <laughs> oh, yeah, they make them. apocalyptic Nintendo? Yeah, they make them. Well, there's third-party titles for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. So they've got some... Uh, like, you're not going to have, like, Mario Survival... Oh, that would be awesome. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Fuck, yes. Mario Zombies. Shoot some Mario Zombies. Exactly. Fuck, yes. That would be great. <laughs> It'd be cool if I could find, like... It. If I could find, uh, like, StarCraft or Seven Days to Die or something. So, so I wanted an Xbox, but they were on, you know... During COVID, it was just fucking impossible. So, I've played seven days on console. It sucks. I've heard that actually. So, because it's made for PC, like you have to click around all the menus, and on console, you have like a cursor that you control with your stick to click around on stuff. It's such a stupid design. Yeah, that's typically when you see stuff ported like that and ported poorly. Because um, they were doing the same thing with DayZ. There was a console version of that, and it was uh, it was pretty bad. So. I thought about the jumping PC back into that. The PC version was pretty bad, to be fair. The PC version was God's gift to the fucking world, you son of a bitch. Yeah, Daisy is pretty it. good. Yeah, before Doug, they did their own shit, when it was a skin of yeah, somebody Doug, else's crap. Yeah, unfortunately, Doug, when Doug got into it, when I had him get into it, it was the fucking... Uh, <clears throat> oh, and was, they broke it off. It was when they started creating their own their own oh, game. No. And it was, it really was I liked trash. it better when they, when they broke it off from... Uh, from Arma 3. I thought it got a lot better. If you could launch it. And uh, I will not let you troll me. I will not let you troll me. I will not let you troll me. 
I refuse <laughs> to let you troll me, sir. It was a. I never got to play it when it was a mod. Yeah, so that I was. Yeah, that was it because it was like back in 2013 or so when I was in uh, Florida. Guy I worked for was big into the post-apocalyptic games like me, and he's actually the reason I got back into gaming. Is he told me about DayZ and I fucking fell in love with it. But uh, yeah, you had to have Arma Three and then one of the um, uh, DLCs. And then you had to install this other third party shit. And then you had to go to this website that had that hosted servers. So it wasn't easy by any means to play, but God, it was a good game. Um, like I said, it got the atmosphere of it was phenomenal. Um, and then the new one was just, God, so watered down. It was sad. And then that dude left and <laughs> went and started. He's got another game out. Um, Icarus, I think. Yeah, Icarus. And I kind of want to check it out, that. but I'm not going to get invested just for him to bail on it again. That's kind of my thought process, exactly. So, but whatever. I've been playing uh, GTA 5 modded servers. Oh, yeah. That is so much fun. Because it's basically like a different game, depending on which server you go to. And it's just using the GTA 5 map and like controls and stuff oh okay okay yeah so i don't know i haven't played any of that's what i've been on lately well good i guess then we should all just fuck off and go play some video games then that sounds like a fucking plan to me fuck yeah